0: welcome to the podcast of medora pentecostal church we are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives we pray today's message is a blessing to you the power to tread heavenly father we thank you lord for your your, your grace. We thank you, Lord, for your strength today. Your word teaches us, God, that you have given to us power. Not, Lord, that we are powerful in ourselves, but the power is from you. Not that we have authority in ourselves, but the authority comes from you. And we're going to give you the praise for it all. In Jesus' awesome name we pray. Hallelujah. Let's love the Lord today. Let's love him today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord, for your excellent greatness. Praise God. Amen. One scripture I want to read in your hearing just before you're seated. I didn't give this to the, to the, the team in the back, but I want to remind you, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, Ephesians 6 and verse 12 but against principalities, powers, and against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. It's not about people. It's about principalities. It manifests in people, but it is really about principalities. We have power to tread tonight. Lord bless you. You could be seated. Let me just remind you of the God we serve And his attributes and characteristics. Because he stands alone. For God is, according to the Bible, spirit. Spirit. God is spirit. That means God is is not a created being. He was before creation. He was before time. Time does not hold him. He is spirit. He's not man that he should lie, the Bible says. So God is spirit. We also know that God is holy. Holy. That means that he has never been touched by sin. He is set apart. He is uh, uh, beyond any other. He's unlike any other. He is holy. He is eternal, which means he always existed and he will always exist. He is infinite, which means there is no limits upon him. Uh, he has lived Himself only by His Word. Let me let me, let me clarify that in your heart and your mind. You know, God has limited himself only by his word, so his word gives the structure and the order for the universe. He is omnipresent. That means he's everywhere, at every place, at all times. He is omniscient. That means he knows all. There is nothing that he doesn't know. He is not omnipotent. He is almighty. Amen. He is truth. He never lies. God never lies praise God he is truth he is just which means he is a hundred percent fair in all he does he is a hundred percent fair because quite frankly if you got you and I got what we deserve we'd all be toast tonight amen he is just he is righteous which means he is totally right and good he is Totally right and good. He is unchangeable, unalterable. He is unmovable. He is sovereign, which means he has absolute power to rule. He is love. Amen. There is no love like his. There's no love like he possesses. He is in a class all by himself. How many know that God is faithful, which means he is absolutely trustworthy? Amen. He's proven time and time again. When I thought he didn't show up on time, he later proved himself to be on time. I, 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 I serve of God who is faithful he is merciful, which is that his extent extending of mercy and grace to us is beyond human comprehension, beyond human caliber. We cannot be merciful like him. We cannot be as compassionate to him. He sets the bar and the limit. He is also a God of providence, which means he watches over creation. Amen. When you begin to look at God's attributes, and we just hit a few of them, they are never out of balance. His attributes are never out of balance with each other. He never acts out of character. He always acts within his 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 attributes and his character. I want to tell you tonight God always, please listen to me. God always has your best interest at heart. Even when you don't feel like it, even when it doesn't seem that way, God has your best interest at heart. Satan, on the other hand, will tell you God doesn't have your best interest at heart. Go back to Genesis chapter 3 where he told Eve, God really doesn't care about you or he would let you eat of that tree. But God knew what the results would be, so he had their best interest at heart. God always has your interest in mind. He is totally wise. He is totally just. He is totally good all the time. On the other hand, the enemy of your soul, the devil, Satan, Lucifer, the devil is a liar. Jesus declared that there is no truth in the devil, John eight forty four. He is a liar and the father of lies, Genesis 3. Amen. Beware that Satan doesn't trick us by his lying. He is a liar. The Bible tells us that he is a murderer. Jesus declared that Satan was a murderer from the beginning all the way along. That this refers to the spiritual and physical death Satan executed upon humanity when Adam and Eve sinned. According to Hebrews 2 and Romans 5, you will find that the devil is the sower of discord and disunity. He is the disruptor. He is your adversary. He's cunning. He's deceitful. He's wicked. He's... uh, he has uh, nothing but total evil within him. Uh, but I want to tell you that he's a coward. He's not He's not always as, as powerful as he may present himself. He is a tempter. He wants to tempt us to do evil. He is the hinderer from our purpose. Paul desired to visit the saints at Thessalonica, and Satan hindered him on the way. 1 Thessalonians 2 and 18. I want to tell you that Satan is a thief. He ha- He is without morals. He is without principles. He is proud and man- manipulative. He is fierce and cruel. Satan is aggressive and a destroyer. He is the accuser of the brethren. The Bible says in Romans chapter 9, or rather Revelation 9 and 11, and they had a king over them which is the angel of the bottomless earth whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon but in the Greek tongue he he hath his name Apollyon Abaddon means the minister of death on the earth Apollyon is the destroyer or the angel of destruction the devil, let me say this the devil and God are not co-equal opposites the devil is not The negative side of God. As a matter of fact, he's a fallen angel. Therefore, his counterpart in the spiritual realm is not God, but rather Michael, the archangel. That's his counterpart. Not God. Somebody say, there's none like God. None like God. It has none there's none that has the power like him but we find that Jesus came to do something expressly and that was in 1 John 3 and 8 he that committeth sin is of the devil for the devil sinneth from the beginning for this purpose the son of god was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil the adversary of your soul comes to steal from you to kill and to destroy, but Jesus came that he might destroy the works of the devil. What he came to do was to empower, amen, those of that, can I just tell you tonight that in yourself and in myself, we can't beat the devil. We are inferior beings, we are lower beings, and in ourselves, we cannot beat him. But what the Lord has said he would do is that he would take inferior beings compared to angels and said, I'm going to use man to beat you. Do you not know that that ticks the devil off? That when you are victorious, when you are an overcomer, he's looking at you as an inferior, as being someone that is so beneath him, but yet you are victorious by the power of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's why Jesus said, Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions. Regardless of what some people may do, and God bless them, God help them, Amen. That that scripture that we begin with is not talking about literal literal snakes and scorpions. Because he also says, over all the power of the enemy, amen. And we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We're not wrestling as much as I hate snakes and I hate scorpions. I'm not in a battle right now with them. I can beat them. If I see them, I can beat them. But I want to tell you, I don't have to see a spirit to know that I can beat it. I don't have to see it come and make itself visible to me. I already have been given power by the name of Jesus Christ and of the Holy Ghost to tread. On the spirits of this world. Peter warned in 1 Peter 5 and 8 be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, somebody say he's your adversary. He's your enemy, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Whom resists steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brother that are in the world. We're fighting the same kind of thing. Do you realize our our our, our, our brothers and sisters of humanity, our 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 neighbors and our friends in the world are dealing with things that they don't know how to how to handle. Do you realize the rage in our world today, the political fervor in our world today? Do you realize that the anger and the hostility over racism and over all this other kind of junk is being stirred up by a demonic force? People are mad and they don't know why. People are upset and they don't know why. It's because Satan, the adversary, is constantly stirring, constantly raging, constantly giving influence, constantly trying to attack. So he said, "Resist steadfastly in the faith." We find in Second Corinthians chapter two and verse eleven, it says that lest Satan should get advantage over us, we're not ignorant of his devices. We don't have to be clueless. Spiritual victory is won because we've got good intelligence. We've got correct intelligence concerning his schemes and his devices. Uh, hallelujah! The problem is not that we are powerless. The problem is that the church is asleep. The issue is never whether you have power or not. The issue is never whether you have authority to win or not. The issue is, am I alert? Am I being sober? Am I being vigilant? Am I being aware? Am I watching? And am I, am I? Do I have discernment enough to see that the enemy is coming in and trying to manipulate and trying to deceive and trying to influence and trying to discourage and try to spread his junk on me and peddle his message on me when I've got to learn that I've got power to say, no, I have power to tread on that, to to have victory over that uh, uh, that serpent. Amen. Have I ever told you I hate snakes? Have I ever told you what kind of snakes I hate? Come on, y'all, I know this. I hate three kinds of snakes. I hate live ones, dead ones, and sticks that look like them. Some years ago. We were working in the backyard, and David was just a little whippersnapper. And uh, I walked out. I stepped on a snake. I stepped on that thing. And I could feel it underneath my feet. And I want you to know, I jumped straight up in the air and moved over. <laughs> Michael Jordan had nothing on my air skills. I jumped straight up in the air, and I, moved. I wanted nothing to do. So I went and got me a hole, and I had a time. <laughs> Broke the handle, but I busted his head. The problem is not whether you can be victorious or not. The issue is not whether the church is going to win or not. The issue is, will we be awake? Will we be sober? Will we be vigilant? Will we see the enemy when he tries to come in? Will we catch his tactics? When you begin to study in Scripture, there is influencers throughout Scripture that are in in the in the heavenlies and they're called angels. We call them angels biblically. The biblical term angel is by uh, uh, definition messengers of God, heavenly angels. They're familiar with the Lord face to face, and then he goes. They go out and do his bidding. Angels are supernatural messengers of the Lord sent for a particular reason. Let me share with you some scriptures: Hebrews chapter one and verse fourteen. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Speaking about angels. Psalm 34 and 7, The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and delivereth them. Angels on a mission for you and for me. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 2 says, Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. Now we know by Revelation 12 and verse 14 that one third of the angelic host followed Satan's rebellion and they were kicked out and they went from being messengers of God to messengers of darkness. Ezekiel 28, Isaiah 14. And just as God deploys uh, our employees righteous messengers uh, to send forth his good news uh, and influence and protection and war for you and for me. There is also the kingdom of darkness that sends out his fallen angels, demons, if you please, to influence uh, and spread dark messages around the world. Uh, can I go back to the beginning though? Lest you be afraid uh, of these serpents and lest you be afraid of these snakes. Uh, he said, behold, I'm going to give you power to to tread on them, I'm going to give you power to overcome. Don't be fearful about it. To be aware that you have power over them in the name of Jesus. I realize there's much uh, debate from scholars and commentators over this, but let me show you something in, in 2 Corinthians chapter twelve and verse seven. Speaking of Paul. He says, and lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan. The messenger of Satan. Whatever this thorn was that was in Paul's life that he was dealing with was a constant harassment upon his mind. A constant going after him. But then he said, the Lord said, but my grace is sufficient for you. I want you to know you can be constantly harassed and still be victorious. I wish somebody would grab one of these chandeliers somewhere and swing from it today. Even if we don't have one in the house, find some way because you might be harassed continually in your mind, but you are still victorious. 1 John 4 and 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they be of God. Let's put it like this. Don't believe every messenger that comes to your mind. You know, you have a thought. It may not be a good thought. You need to try that thought. Test it by the word. Test it by the spirit. Is it dealing, making you do things about manipulation, lying, cheating, stealing, killing, destroying? Or is it about life? Is it about love? Is it about truth? Judge it. Judge it by the word. Test every spirit. Amen. Because you will find that that Satan is a great impersonator. He is the impersonator of truth. He is the imitator of truth. So you got to know truth. It's kind of, how many bank workers, either now or before, how many of you have ever worked in a bank? Let me see your hand. Look at these hands. Praise God. Now, y'all can correct me if I am in error, but I understand the way that they get you to know the difference between a counterfeit and a, and a true bill is to handle the bills that are true all the time. Handle the right ones all the time so you can tell when something is false. So when you are dealing with the impersonator of Satan being the impersonator, you have to be around truth all the time. Be around truth. Well, why do I need to go to church? Well, it might be because you've watched eight hours of TV this week. Seven hours of Netflix. Five hours of Facebook. Fake book. Hallelujah. That was a really good attempt of humor, and you didn't get it. <laughs> At least I thought it was. All right, 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, 14. And no marvel, it's no marvel, for Satan himself transformed into an angel of light the message sounds good. The message feels good. It's it, it looks right. But does it match up with this? Does it match up with the attributes of God or does it a- match up with the attributes of the enemy? <clears throat> what is it leading me to do? <clears throat> so let's step on the angel or the darkness of imitation and impersonation. Let's step on that snake that comes in to impersonate truth. Stop on it. Uh, amen. It's time to stand up to the enemy and say, devil, you're a liar. I see that in you. You are a liar. I'm going to step on that. Another way to attack the, the enemy is to not just impersonate truth, but rather to undermine truth. To dig at its roots. To tell you things. Well, that's just not that's not really what God meant. That's what that preacher's saying. is really just not, you know, you can kind of take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. So Satan does what he did with Eve, and that is to undermine truth. Another way that Satan comes along to try to get at us is through, through affliction. Luke 13, 10 The Bible says, and he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity. Do you realize that there are attacks of the enemy that come into our body? That is not because you just caught a cold. Have you been around somebody that's sick? That's all natural. That's part, partly what we're dealing with. But there are infirm spirits that need to be told, get out. Get away. Don't touch me. Get out of my home. Get out of my life. I'm not going to give you access to my life and to my mind. Another way that Satan attacks us in a sneaky, sl- slithering way like a snake is through provocation. First Chronicles twenty one and, and one says, and Satan stood up against Israel and provoked David to number Israel. He, Satan provoked him, and prodded him to do something that he should not have done. If you don't think for one moment that that some of these things that come to your head that tell you, hey, maybe you ought to do this, and you know it's wrong, you know it's out of order. It could be a slithering snake in the grass trying to come along and, and, and speak to you something that is, it is totally wrong. Another way that the snake comes that we need to crush his head is through fear and, and intimidation. Fear and intimidation occurs when we forget who we are. We are children of God. We are, by all means, inferior beings in the eyes of Satan. But when we begin to look through the name of Jesus, through the blood of Jesus, through the power of the Holy Ghost, we are no longer inferior. We have authority over him, hallelujah. Another way that he comes is through accusation and we overcome accusation. how by the blood of the lamb because I've been cleansed by the blood, by the word of our testimony, by my changed life I overcome uh, uh, not loving my life to the death, which means I'm all in and committed. if you don't think for a moment today that this this, this kingdom of darkness is at work to destroy you then you're missing it it's time to to stop and say, is this a snake or is this a right way? Is this a devil or is it something I should avoid? What about this? What about that? I need to try it and test it. Another way Satan works is he sows tares among the wheat. He sows tears, problems and issues among the good. He brings disillusionment and discouragement, division. Hallelujah. But another thing he comes to do is to remind us of our past. Hallelujah. How many of you know the Lord has forgiven you? You've been buried in his name. Hallelujah, your sins are gone. But what he wants to do is he wants to come and pick up your past and begin to tell you this is who you... Look at what you are. Look at what you've done. Amen. But I want to tell him today that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil and one of the works was my sin. My sin is gone. He paid the price. It was defeated by the glory of the cross. Hallelujah, I am now forgiven. Hebrews 1 and 3 says who be in the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person upholding all things by the word of his power speaking of Jesus Christ when he had by himself purged our sins set down at the right hand of the majesty on high my sins have been purged I have been justified I have been glorified by the power of God I'm sanctified by the Holy Ghost amen and when Jesus came he was defeated by the end incarnation of jesus christ hebrews 2 14 for as much as then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood he also himself likewise took on this part of the same that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death that is the devil jesus came to be victorious fears defeated in his resurrection Hallelujah. Reconciliation brings me back in harmony with him. I am victorious over him by the word. Though he comes in temptation, I am victorious. Somebody say, Amen. Now, not everything that you encounter in your life is a snake or a devil, it might be a bad decision. It might be that it's just life. But just because that something may be life, maybe something that has happened to us that have no connection to the spirit world, doesn't negate the fact that there is a spiritual attack upon God's people today. Here's what we must be aware of. Ephesians 4 and 27 puts it like this. Neither give place... To the devil. Don't give him access. Don't give him access to your mind. Don't let him have access. Hallelujah to your thoughts. We must be very careful that we decide who we're going to serve. Are we going to serve God? Are we going to serve uh, 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 the devil? Are we going to serve the gods of this world? Are we going to serve money? Are we going to serve the Lord? Matthew 6, 24. No man can serve two masters. You can't serve the world and doing things in the world that you want to do and also serve God and expect not to have torments in your life. Because the enemy is at work in our world today. <clears throat> Praise God. I mean, let me show you something uh, that, that blew my mind. I came across this in, in the other day and I started doing some more research and, and found some other articles about it. But uh, would you throw that picture up that I, I ask you to throw that up, if you would, please? All right. The, the article that, that, that I got this picture from is uh, from a Christian news source that says, Arch of bell erected in D.C. the day before Brett Kavanaugh is testifying in Congress. This article was published in September 28th. It says this, Is it just a coincidence that the Arch of Bell has been erected in Washington, D.C. on the exact same week that Brett Kavanaugh and Christina Ford testified before Congress? For they go on to say, The future of the U.S. Supreme Court is literally hanging in balance, and many believe it is quite odd that this ancient pagan symbol has been put up at the precise moment and time of these hearings. The fact that the arch of Baal has been placed directly across from the U.S. Capitol is highly significant, they say. For Baal, how many have heard of Baal? All right. Baal is the most prominent idol god in all of the Bible. Baal was a god of power. Fertility and child sacrifice. Let me say it again. In the Bible, Baal was the God of power, fertility and child sacrifice. In the end, the debate over whether or not to confirm Brett Kavanaugh came down to the issue of abortion. Can I ask you today... Please take the face off of a political party. Take the face off of a person. And I want you to see that there is a war going on in the heavenlies that is manifesting itself in the natural. Okay? In ancient times, the article goes on to say, if you wanted to go to the temple of Baal in Pamara, you had to pass through this arch... And you would also pass through the arch again on your way out. No other ancient deity is mentioned more than Baal in the Bible. And ultimately the worship of Baal can be traced back to the ways, uh, all the way back to ancient Babylon. And again, child sacrifice was central to the worship of Baal. Here's how the enemy has caused us to sleep. Is that while we're saying, okay, let's not get involved in politics. But are we getting involved in prayer? Do we pray about these things? Are we praying? I, uh, maybe we have to edit this out. I don't know. But I'm going to tell you something. I have never been a fan of Trump. But I will be a fan of him standing up and saying that we are about life and not about abortion. And when I begin to hear about this, I'm realizing, brothers and sisters, the battle is much deeper than just simply a politic. It's much deeper than just about a a Republican or a Democrat. There is a spiritual warfare that is going on today, and we must go, okay, we're not marching. We're not going to protest. Amen. I I, I feel like if you want to do that, that's fine. But I believe we ought to fall on our face and say, oh, God, there is a warfare raging and I can't afford to be a sleeping church. I can't afford to be a sleeping saint. And you have promised me power to tread over the enemy. You know another place that this monument was erected? New York City. Is it any coincidence that New York passed such a horrendous bill about life what is it saying i'm saying the same spirit that drove bell in the bible has still is still driving today that's what you got to realize it's the same spirit that is still driving today And and, and we must we must say in our heart, not on my watch. Am I going to sit back? And when I get to heaven, the Lord said, "Here's what the warfare was. What did you do about it? How did you respond to it?" I'm not looking for a snake under every rock, but when it becomes so blatant that that's what we're dealing with in our hour, we've got to wake up and say, "Oh God, let my prayers begin to pray for our church, for our government leaders. Pray for both Democrat and Republican." Pray that God would help them because there's a battle raging in our world. All right? I wanted to share that with you, but I also want to leave you with a, a, a thought in your head, not just a picture of that horrible depiction of the arch of Baal, but let me share with you what the Bible says. Go with me to Luke chapter 4 and verse 33. And in the synagogue there was a man which had a spirit of unclean devil and cried out with a loud voice, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace and come out of him. And when the devil had thrown him in the midst, he came out of him and hurt him not. And they were all amazed and spake among themselves, saying, What a word is this! For with authority and power he commandeth the unclean spirits, and they come out. And the fame of him went out into every place in the country round about. You know this I've taught it before. I want to bring it to you again. God has given to us both authority and power. Authority is the badge and power is the gun. Authority is what God has given us the right to and power is what is being exercised through us. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. It is about power. Authority is the legal right to use power. And I want to say this, when you have the name of Jesus and when you have the authority of the name of Jesus, you have the legal right to pray. I pray over my home. I pray over my family. I pray over my mind. I pray over my nation. I pray over my government amen it just might be that god has given us a window of opportunity in 2019 to have revival it just might be that this is our opportunity and we can't afford to just simply uh fall back and say oh well i I," as long as i make it through to heaven i don't want to stand before the lord when he comes and say what did you do in the warfare hour what did you do in your opportunity We have delegated power in the name of Jesus. Authority. When a person delegates someone to do something for him and in his name, he is, in a sense, that person. When a lawman stands before you with the badge, he's representing the government that that badge is from. You may know him as Billy Bob Shishkabob. But when he stands before you, he is whatever that authority of that, that if he's a a, a town cop or if he is a state cop or if he is a, 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 a county officer, he's standing there representing that authority. Because when you ultimately answer, you're not going to answer to Billy Bob Chishkebob. You're going to answer to whatever that authority is. And so when the devil comes at you, you have authority in the name of Jesus that you're not just representing yourself. Hear me today, you're not just representing yourself. You're representing all the power of heaven. And devils tremble at the sound of that name. Demons run at the sound of that name. Hallelujah. Don't allow the enemy to come and parade his his manipulation in your mind. You take authority and in the name of Jesus, step on his head in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm not just talking about naming it and claiming it and grabbing it and blabbing it, but the Bible says, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That doesn't mean that God comes and puts it on you. You've got to be willing to put it on yourself. How do you put it on? Oh Lord, I thank you for this day that you have made. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in uh, I'm not worried about that snake over there you're going to take care of that uh, amen I take authority in the name of Jesus uh, I'm going to put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness uh, praise the Lord in Luke chapter 10 and verse 19 I conclude with the scripture tonight Jesus said behold I give unto you power exusia." to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the dunamis power of the enemy. That means any weapon the enemy has on you cannot work because of the badge of the name of Jesus you wear. But if you put that badge away, you put that authority away, and you decide, well, I'm just going to get through life, whatever then don't be surprised when the Spirit comes and shows up in your house with all kinds of issues and problems and confusions and troubles and it's time to get back to the badge. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to stand victorious over you. I'm going to stand victorious over you. Praise God. I stand here today risking, I know, Being thought crazy. I stand there. I I realize that. I I realize that you can think pastors and gone off the deep end. But I'm telling you what I believe in my spirit is that the spiritual warfare is not coming. It's here. How are you going to respond? How am I going to respond? We've got to respond by awakening our soul to this hour. And let's be spirit led and watch how the Lord guides us. It might be, I gotta let that go. If I'm gonna be victorious, if I'm gonna be victorious today, I've got to be sensitive to the things that are around me. Amen. Not every voice is the voice of truth, not every spirit that runs the aisles is the voice of truth. Can I just go one, one step further? Not everybody that speaks in tongues is a voice of truth. Go back to the word. Is it lining up with what you said, Lord? This is the final authority. I declare it to you today that this is the final authority. Not Pastor Gill, not Bishop Walls. This is the final authority. And the moment we quit believing that is the moment we give the devil access to come right on in. (laughs) Because he can't stand the word. Stand with me, please. I, I, I want all you young people to hear me today. I want you to hear me. You're potential warriors in this battle. You are potential warriors in this battle. And the enemy's out for your mind. He's out for your mind through what you watch, on your tablets. He's out... For your mind, through all kinds of paths, but you are destined to be warriors, and God wants you to walk in authority, authority. Some years ago, a nation in Europe was under grave attack, and a church of about, I think it's thirty to forty people had gathered for prayer. And a 12-year-old gave a word of prophecy that said, the enemy is about to come here to this building. We need to leave now. And it wasn't long before the communists came in and raided the building. But there was nobody there because a 12-year-old decided, a 12-year-old listen to the voice of God. That's who you are. That's who you are. Amen. And so today, Lord, we say use us to tread on the enemy. Use us, Lord, to tread on the enemy today. We are victorious in the name of Jesus. We are victorious. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Power over the enemy. Power to tread on serpents and scorpions. Lord, I come against the fear and doubt. I come against the voices of worry and the voices, oh God, that comes in our mind and tells us that this is never going to work out. It's never going to be what we've heard, the promise of God. I stand for peace, O Lord. I believe your peace is mine, not the confusion of the enemy, not the darkness of the enemy. Lord, today we come against every spirit, Lord, that's trying to destroy the advancement of your kingdom. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 Lord. In the name of Jesus. Don't be afraid, but be ready. Pray. Seek the Lord. Amen. You are already victorious. Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com.